Community. Educational. Engaging. Opportunity. Inspiring. Successful. Thrive. The Cast. Hi everyone and welcome back to this episode of the Cast. My name is Lauren and I am the Communications Assistant for Coogs Rise, a program that bridges the gap for high school students to higher education. This episode is all about paying for college and I am sitting here with Dr. Karina Silvia Garcia, who is a postdoctoral research fellow for the College of Science and Mathematics at California Polytechnic State University. Whew, that was a mouthful. Karina, welcome to the show, and I'm so happy to have you. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I'm so excited to dive into our topic today. Um, You have such an inspiring story. You went from working on a farm to earning your PhD, and you somehow didn't even pay a dime all those years. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about your upbringing and just a little bit overall about your background experience? Yes. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about uh, where I come from. So I moved to the United States when I was about 13 years old. Uh, my parents decided that I would come for a year to the United States. And the idea was that my siblings and I were going to learn English in one year. And we're going to go back to Mexico because we're going to have better opportunities uh, by knowing English, right? But that never happened. We stayed here after that year. And... Um, and then we started working in the fields with my parents. Uh, every summer, I started working sending apples for about five years. Even my first year um, when I was at WSU, I went back and I was still working in the fields. But I'll get I'll get to that in a little bit more <laughs> detail. Um, when I was, I started taking ESL classes. Um, I got here probably my in middle school uh, last year so I did all high school in the United States and my last year of middle school in the United States Um, I was attending ESL classes and college for me it was never I didn't think that that was a possibility for myself um, or for my family because I didn't uh, grow up seeing anyone with a higher education uh, degree or my family going to college I didn't see anyone with a PhD um, in my family, and I just didn't think that higher education was a possibility for myself. Um, I just didn't think that that was available for me until my last year uh, in the high school. I was approached by a WSU recruiter, Maria Guerra, which I'm forever thankful to her because she was the first person that made me uh, believe that college was for me. Um, and she told me about WSU, she told me about the college assistant migrant program. Um, camp and she really encouraged me to apply for camp, to apply for WSU, to apply for college. Even if if I didn't want to go to WSU, she was still uh, willing to help me apply for other colleges. Which to me that was incredible. Uh, I yeah, just, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I applied to WSU. I got in, uh, which I didn't know why I didn't think WSU was for me, right? Because I I had the grades I had. Um, I knew I was capable, but I was a little bit afraid just because nobody in my family had ever done it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's so um, relatable to all of our other students, uh, first generation students listening. And we'll kind of dive deeper into that later. But I mean, how grateful can you be for just somebody extending that first initial helping hand, right? Yes, definitely. Because she was the one that told me there's 
uh, financial aid available, which I didn't know. I didn't even know what financial aid was. Um, she told me about so many scholarships that I could apply for. Um, yeah, and I just didn't know that those resources were available for me. Yeah, and that all is really you know what it comes down to is um how do we find these resources because there's so much out there it's just being able to find it and especially you know if it's not being thrown in your face it's really hard to go out and hunt for um but you managed to make that happen so let's talk about how you went to college for free um it sounds like this unrealistic dream that we all have but you totally pulled it off so please share with us you know how um that initial recruiter helped you find scholarships and then and how you really dove in and applied for all of these scholarships and obtained all of this grant money for yourself? Yes, that's a great question. Thank you, Lauren. Um, I'm always encouraging everyone um, to apply for scholarships because I was greatly benefited from all that financial support. Um, I knew that my going to college myself, um, I knew that I couldn't really ask for money um, for my parents. Um, I just know that that was a huge worry for my parents when I was going to go the WSU, they were like, no way, how are we going to pay, you know, thousands of dollars every semester or every year? We just cannot afford it. So in my mind, I knew that I couldn't really ask my parents for money. Um, and I was always, but I knew that there was a scholarship um, and Maria had told me about um, different scholarships and also like financial aid. Um, and I started applying to as many as I could. Um, so financial aid um, was one of them. I was, um, I applied for financial aid. And also WSU has a big scholarship that you apply one application and it goes to like 700 or more different scholarships. So I was able to get scholarships from WSU financial aid. I also got another scholarship from College Success Foundation, which is the Leadership 1000. And that was a $20,000 scholarship that supported me throughout uh, my five years at WSU. That's incredible. That's that's huge. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, um, take us back to your time in high school and, you know, you're really wanting to go uh, to WSU or maybe you had already been accepted by then and you started the scholarship search. Um, how exactly, you know, did you accumulate all of these scholarships? There are so many out there and there are so many um, requirements for each of them. How did you organize that, I guess, for yourself um, to, you know, apply to the ones that were going to be most successful for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a great question as well. So I, when I was in high school, um, and I, as I was mentioning to you, I know, I knew that I was not going to be able to get that much money from my parents, right? Or not at all. Um, but my, my high school, Othello High School, had um, a packet every week with different scholarships that they were available for everyone to grab from the counseling office. So I'm not sure if every high school does this, but I was definitely taking advantage of everything. That's where I found out that um, different companies had a lot of scholarships. Mm-hmm. And also in my community, they were giving community scholarships to students that wanted to pursue higher education. And at that point, I was applying to everything because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to study. Um, at, at that time, I didn't even know what a PhD was or yeah. that I was going <laughs> to program. Uh, but I was applying for like um, some courses that were like, well, if you want to be a teacher, apply. I was like, I'll be a teacher. Uh, if you're pursuing social, um, different sciences or something else, and it's okay to apply for those courses because nobody knows what really 100% what you're, it's okay that you're, if you're going to change your major um, afterwards. 
So I applied for some courses where I said I was going to be a teacher. I applied uh, for the hard sciences because I, at that point, I thought I was going to go to med medical school mm -hmm. or be a teacher. <laughs> Um, what I wanted to study, uh, so I was applying to all these different scholarships that um, that I thought I would that I would qualify, or even if I didn't think I would qualify, I was just applying for community scholarships, the schools that I was applying to WSU um, and others. Yeah, and I really think that that reigns true to use your resources around you. I mean. Um, from us, we can't say this enough to our students, but there's so much available um, at your disposal in high school. So, you know, seeking your guidance counselor, seeking um, like things in academic career fairs, stuff like that can all be so beneficial. And, you know, it, it completely paid off for you in that sense. Were you yes. specifically able to um, meet with anyone in your high school, a teacher, a guidance counselor, anything to really assist you through the process? Um, the person that I think about the most that supported me to pursue higher education is my camp recruiter, Maria Guerra. Yeah. He was and always available for me, even um, if I was calling at 6 p.m., 5 p.m., mm -hmm. Maria, what is in? What is financial aid mean? What is this conversation? <laughs> So she was one person that I that really supported me, and uh, I would always question when I would write my English, and she was always revising my my personal statements, my essays to apply. She would be like, "Apply for this, apply for that." So really, use those resources that when you're gonna go to uh, college, and if you're approached by those recruiters, those recruiters are very knowledgeable, and they know so many resources. And I know that I would be, I was getting a lot of scholarships from her hey make sure that you're applying for this and when I would um, have drafts of my answers my essays she would write them and like send them back to me and I would apply of course I didn't get a lot of the ones that I applied but I ended up getting enough to pay for my five years at WSU and also um, enough to support me when I studied abroad uh, which I didn't have to pay there no, that's incredible, and I'm sure your study abroad experience was life-changing, as everybody's is. <laughs> um, and so your scholarships really, really benefited you, of course, um, you know, not mm -hmm. needing to pay undergrad tuition and whatnot. For somebody who is, you know, they, their dream is to be a doctor, and they know that graduate school is a part of that, and, you know, they may be in the same situation of this, uh, I guess, lurking mm -hmm. doom of how, how can I financially afford it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to um, pay for grad school as well? Yeah, so graduate school, um, as an undergraduate, let me back up a little bit. So as an yeah, undergraduate, yeah. part of the Magnair program. So I was part of the camp program, because it's the Magnair program, but I was also part of the Magnair program. So the Magnair program, their goal is to encourage more uh, first-generation students that come from low-income backgrounds to pursue a higher education and specifically more uh, PhDs. Mm -hmm. um, part of that program, and that program really prepared me to, it educated me on what a PhD is, um, and that was also an available option for me if I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so, so being part of the Magnair program, I had the opportunity to um, do my own research project, present it at national conferences. So it gave me like a little taste of what graduate school could be. Um, and I just love the opportunity of like having the freedom to study what you were interested 
and you were getting funded. I was traveling, I was presenting, and they were paying everything. So the magnet program um, educated me on how, I, I feel like they were really good at putting me in my mind that I was going to graduate school for free. So there's like three <laughs> things that I was like, I'm not paying. If I, got, if I didn't pay for my undergrad, I'm not paying for graduate school. So for <laughs> For graduate school, I there's like three main funding opportunities that every graduate student should look into. So there's research assistantship, a teaching assistantship, and a graduate assistantship. And I was fortunate enough to have that research assistantship. So what that means is that I was working in a research lab uh, with a mentor, with my mentor, for about 20 hours a week. Um, and then in return, you get your tuition paid for and you also are getting a stipend. So I was getting about 600 and something every two weeks, which is, you know, not a lot, but it's enough to support yourself and live in Pullman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. If there's one time to be broke in life, it is when you are in your college years, if that's one yes. thing I've learned for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that. I do feel like a lot of students um, could could use that information, you know, just as you were when you were facing this um, sort of world of higher education and you had no idea of these things being available to you. So thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate um, being able to kind of, I guess, spread the word to all of our student listeners that these are all options and it is possible, you know, to go to school for free. Yes, still definitely. have the full college experience. So that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. So kind of talking about, you know, um, obtaining your PhD and everything, I think it's very important to realize that you par- are a part of 1% of Latinos that hold a PhD. Um, so tell us about your motivations and your time in school. Uh, kind of what kept you going when things got hard, when you got, you know, tired of your assignments. Um, and just kind of talk to me a little bit about what you think of that and um, you know that's such a small number and and how we can increase it wow that is i get chills just when you ask that question (laughs) (laughs) to me i'm I'm so wow by it (laughs) because i never thought i would i would be here um and so when you ask that question for me uh, having a phd has power and a lot of responsibility for myself yeah, yeah. I feel this PhD is definitely not only my PhD but it's also my family's my communities because it comes with that responsibility of how are we going to give back to our community right like how are we going to use this degree to benefit all of us and not just me because this PhD has power and when I think about this it's this PhD gives my voice, uh, in a way, power, and it gives me a seat at the table because people listen to you when you what you have to say when you say that oh, Doctor Silva Garcia, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to you just because you know that that degree has a lot of mm, privilege, a lot of responsibility, a lot of power, a lot of knowledge, a lot of but there's still a lot more to learn, of course. Well, of um, course, all of the work that went into, you know, earning that degree as well. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, so to me, it's like trying to find ways, how can we make an impact? And every time I, I have the opportunity to share my story and talk to other students that, like myself, didn't have those resources, I always try to share uh, my background, where I come from, everything that helped me 
to get to where I am because I feel like I didn't know the resources that were available for me. And all it took was people educating me of what was available for me. And for me, education has been an amazing way to open many, many opportunities in my life. Um, and not only for myself, but also my family, my community. Um, having this PhD gave me the opportunity to go back to my community back in Othello. And I was able to, for my dissertation, to bring a program where I was teaching moms how they could teach their children how to cope with stress and deal with difficult situations. With that program, it, it was nothing available like that back in my community. Yeah. Um, but I was able to bring and share that with my community. And also my my experience to share it with other high school students, my family, and, um, and, and encourage them to pursue higher education because I know that that can bring many more opportunities, not only for themselves, but also for their own families as well. Yeah, of course. And well, and kind of similar to what you said earlier, I mean, it's possible for anyone. Like, it is completely possible to get to higher education for anybody. It's just about knowing, you know, that it's there and knowing that there are resources there that you can use at your disposal to get there. So I think yeah. that's great. And I, and I totally understand how... Um, proud you are to be able to go back to your community and you know tell kids that there is you know this option and this is possible and this is something that you also can do you know if it's a dream of them to pursue as well yes because it, i feel like it only takes uh, like one of us if one of mm -hmm. us you know if, I, if my cousins my sisters are seeing me now in higher education now they're gonna be like yes if she did it i can do it too and i belong there too and i'm and I'm very proud. My little sister is a cougar now, so she is. <laughs> oh, now she's at WSU, and the question was never uh, like, "Are you gonna go to college?" It was now it changed to, "Where are you going to go to college?" For me, like we never even talked about uh, like going to college, or so I love hearing how the conversation changes in our families when one of us pursues higher education. Yeah. That's incredible, and um, welcome to the Cougar family, to your younger sister, and I hope she's <laughs> loving her freshman year so far. Um, yeah. In our yeah. initial uh, conversation, um, we talked a lot about this topic, and we talked a lot about, you know, this whole 1% ideal, and kind of the unfortunate discriminations associated with that how in your you know to the best of your opinion how do you think that we can combat this and change this stigma as we move forward yeah that's a great question i feel like oh my god um a phd is hard and a lot of people tell me like you're gonna cry uh, and when they would tell me that i was like why am i gonna cry what <laughs> I didn't really understand. Um, I didn't really understand like what they meant by that until I was in the program. Um, <laughs> I many times where you really question yourself. I really feel like those the PhD is like both comics. Like you really feel really great at the beginning. And you're like, oh yes, I'm so smart. I know everything. And then like kind of like in the middle, you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Why have I? Is this a right, is this, is this a right path for me? Do I really want to do this? Yeah. You really start to question yourself. I feel like it's a process of you really question yourself um, if you really belong there because you're not seeing many people that look like you in your classes. Yeah. Um, and you're not reading uh, from people that have the similar background as you. So you really question your position in higher education. Yeah. And for me, 
for me, it was like, oh my God, we need to see more people that look like us in these classes and, you know, in these positions of power, uh, like professors. And to me, to me, it was like, we need to bring more people in my way to do this. It's definitely encourage more people to, to pursue master's PhDs and just higher education in general, because if I can do it, anyone can do it. And I know that with education, if more opportunities are going to open for you and not only for you but also for your whole family for our whole family and community yeah thank you so much for sharing your perspective on that and i think that you know just words have power there and it's just something that all of us can take moving forward to you know encourage these things and you know like we've said multiple times already in this episode just you know make known of uh what's available to you so yeah and I, oh i'm sorry please keep going no, 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 i was just gonna say uh one more thing that you know like our families i come from my um my family and i know that my parents immigrated from mexico so i know that they they work hard um and they've done so much for for my siblings for their family to have better opportunities to have so I'm not really sure if this was their idea of the American dream, but I wanted to, to do more, to pursue higher education because I know if they work really hard, we can definitely work hard in a different way. And I was just telling you when we talked about that a pencil, um, I saw this post one time that it was like a pencil weighs less than than um, a stable, but in this case, I would be like a pencil weighs less than a ladder because when I was working in the fields, I was carrying a 14-step ladder. And that was not fun. Or waking up at three morning to make food um, and make sure we get there at five. So to me, it was like going through a PhD and having to wake up earlier to study or studying for exam. It nothing compares to waking up at three in the morning and going to work in the fields and carrying a fourteen-step ladder. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, I guess as you know, just being able to have this conversation with you. I mean, thank you for both because. Um, you know both of those positions are so highly valued but congratulations to yourself and all the things that you've been able to achieve because of it and you know because of your background and upbringing and um, even just the support of your parents to you know motivate you to continue on into higher education and whatnot so I think that this has all been incredible and I thank you so much for everything that you've you know so vulnerably shared with me today um as far as you know being here and looking back and um you know the trail that you've blazed behind you what would you have to say to students who are maybe in the same circumstance or in a similar circumstance and they're about to you know start this journey as well what advice do you have for them yeah so i do want to say that um that you belong in higher education even if you're a little bit afraid or scared, you belong there. Financial um, support is available, so please apply for as many scholarships as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, you will find your support system when, once you get to campus. For me, it was the camp program, the Magnet program, um, my mentoring friends program. Uh, finding that support system, that community on campus, uh, it's really going to help you grow. Um, as a person, as an individual, um, and also find mentors, people that people want to help you and ask for help because people really want to help to help you out and want to help you succeed. As uh, reach out, take advantage of all the opportunities given to you. Um, I was very privileged and fortunate to study abroad. Um, I did out-of-state internships. Um, mm-hmm. Be brave. Get out of your comfort zone. 
um, and also share those no the knowledge that you have and access and resources to others. Um, because many times we don't know what's available for us until somebody tells us and shares those things. And, and find your voice and question yourself, you know, who, who are you? What brings you um, energy? What impact do you really want to make in this community? And definitely believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and, and you're here because you, you want to be here um, and you're going to make a change wherever you, you are. Yeah. No, and all of that is incredible. I think if you take away nothing from this, please take away that there are resources available to you and that you do have the right to a seat at the table no matter what. And I think that that's just the main message that, you know, we want to share and we want to just promote, um, you know, yeah. as many people to experience higher education if that's their dream um, that we can. So um, I do want to, you know, be conscious of our time here. We're getting close on our episode. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would just love to share today? Yeah, so I just want to say, you know, be, be open to experiences, be different, um, network with people, your classmates, uh, and we need more people like us to be in positions of power yeah. uh, to truly make systematic change. Um, our degrees are not only ours, but our families and our communities. Um, and estamos aquí para triunfar, así que echarle ganas y a ponernos las pilas. Well, Thanks. thank you so, so, so much for, um, one, sharing your story and being a little bit vulnerable with us today and just all of your words of wisdom. Um, I so appreciate it, and I'm sure that our students listening can relate to all of the things that you've gone through and um, whatnot. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as far as students wanting to keep up with you or any sort of questions, is there anything I can share as far as... Um, any social media or contact info today for students? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I have my email. Uh, people can connect with me through LinkedIn. Um, I don't really use Facebook, uh, but definitely LinkedIn or my email would be great. I, I would be more than happy to meet with anyone who wants to pursue higher education in any way uh, or is interested in talking about any of the things that I talked today. Perfect. And I'll make sure to include those things in our description here so students can find um, that easily for you if they do want to reach out with any questions. Um, and reminder that we are at Coogs Rise on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, so make sure you're following us to keep up with all of the other podcast episodes and tips and tricks that we share on our platforms as well. But Really, Karina, thank you so much for being here, and I so appreciate everything you've had to share today. Thank you, Lauren. Such a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Community. Educational. Engaging. Opportunity. Inspiring. Successful. Thrive. The Coo Cast.